0: Hey friend, welcome to Friday, and it is May the 5th, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Enough for Today. We are starting a new psalm today, and uh, I'm pretty excited about that for two reasons. First of all, it's always fun to uh, start a new psalm. Secondly, this is the second longest psalm. Um, So if you open your Bible with me to Psalm 78, and while you're finding it, um, I'll just invite you to be a part of the weekend at Emmanuel. We, are, uh, we have some baptisms scheduled, which is always exciting. And we are continuing into John 14, one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. So there's just uh, a lot to learn in this chapter as we continue to, to follow John's gospel verse by verse. And there's a whole lot of people that you can encourage when you come to church. So come with a hungry heart. And come with a servant spirit and let God uh, use you and bless you. And if you're not local, then join us on live stream. We would love that. So this psalm has 72 verses. And I want to tell you a little bit about it, what it is. It says it's written by someone named Asaph. This is not the Asaph uh, that lived during David's time. Because the psalm is obviously written after the kingdom splits. So there's 12 tribes in the nation of Israel, um, and 10 of them break off after the reign of Solomon. During the uh, during the transition to Rehoboam, there's, there's kind of a civil breakage. And the 10 tribes in the north follow Jeroboam. This was providential. God said it would happen. Um, it, it wasn't done well. Uh, Jeroboam did not follow the Lord. He set up pagan altars in the northern part of the kingdom and in the southern part of the kingdom. But just north of Jerusalem, um, at the border, you come into the tribe of Ephraim, and, and it was the largest of the tribes, land mass and largest in size and scope. And so the northern tribes are often referred to as Ephraim. And the southern tribe, the two remaining southern tribes, are uh, often referred to as Judah. So when you read, or Israel, by the way, Ephraim and Israel, when you read in the Old Testament uh, references to Israel after the split, it's always referring to the ten northern tribes. I don't know how long I was saved before I knew that, um, but when you're getting through second, First and Second Kings, First and second Chronicles, and the kingdom split, and you read about that northern, uh, well, Israel is often referred to. That's the northern tribes. When you read about Judah, that's those southern two tribes. Okay, so with that said. What is this psalm? This psalm, in the first eight verses, there's an introduction about following the Lord and why we should learn, essentially learn from the past and how, how we should prepare our fe- our children, next generations, how we need to get ready to hand off our faith forward to the next generations. Um, and then the rest of the psalm from verse 9-9, all the way down to verse uh, 64-ish, um, we are tracking the history of the nation of Israel and especially the sins of the nation of Israel. We're watching the relationship of these people with God unfold in their sinfulness. And um, and then we end at a high point, which i that's kind of like the surprise ending, so I'll wait Um till we get to it but what do I want to do because I don't really want to bore you with 72 verses of rote reading so I think what I'll do is break it in half we'll read half today half tomorrow get a flyby and then we will um, just to help you process this we're not going to get mired down or bogged down in this psalm for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks because uh, that would just not be good for you or for me. Um, We'll move forward at at a little better clip than we typically do on the shorter Psalms, Um, but that's okay. So uh, look at it with me, Psalm 77, and let me just read the first, I think I'm going to read, let me see here, the first 39 verses. Yeah, I'm going to read up to verse 39, okay? So um, verse one, give ear, O my people, to my law, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable, I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from our children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. So the purpose of the psalm, first eight verses, is to help the next generation set their spirit aright, their heart aright, and their steadf- their spirit steadfast with God, that they might set their hope in God, isn't that our hearts uh, as uh, parents, as grandparents, as leaders I- at Emmanuel, as examples to the next generation, everything we're doing, I was thinking about the school this morning and as the opening credits rolling and I'm going to be working on school things later today. And I mean, every, uh, every bit of, of energy I have is being put into the next generation, handing our faith off um, to our children and grandchildren. So we pick up in verse nine. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law, forgot his works and his wonders that he had showed them. Marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers, in the land of Egypt and in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through. He made the waters to stand as in heap. In the daytime also he led them with a cloud and all the night with a light of fire. He clave the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink out of the great depths. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. They tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Yea, they spake against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore, the Lord heard this and was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob and anger also came up against Israel because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and had rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven, man did eat angels food. He sent them meat to the full. He caused an east wind to blow in the heaven and by his power he brought in the south wind. He rained flesh upon them as dust and feathered fowls like as the sand of the sea. And he let it fall in the midst of their camp and round about their habitation. So they did eat and they were well filled for he gave them their own desire. They were not estranged from their lust but while their meat was yet in their mouths the wrath of God came upon them and slew the fattest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. For all this they sinned still and believed not for his wondrous works. Therefore their days, therefore their days did he consume in vanity and their years in trouble. When he slew them Then they sought him, and they returned and inquired early after God. For they remembered that God was their rock, and the high God the Redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth, and they lied upon him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity, destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his anger away, and did not stir up all his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. Oh, I can already see. We're going to have a blast going through this psalm. It's a chronicle of history, but I don't know if you notice this, but it's also a chronicle of God's heart. And we see in big picture, uh, man sins over and over and over. Man turns away. Man re- rejects, but God is still compassionate. God is still a saving, redeeming, Uh, God of grace, God of mercy. What a great start. So we'll pick it up here tomorrow. We'll read 40 to 72. And then we'll roll forward uh, as we press into Psalm 78. I think this is going to be a fun journey, different than most of our Psalms. And that'll be good. Have a great Friday. See you this weekend.